I'm getting married. Yeah, let's have a bachelor party with chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers and drugs and booze. Yeah, yeah. Ah! All the things that make life worth living for. Ah! This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up, Wackerly? You sound upbeat and positive today. It's almost time for a vacation. Hell yeah. So, I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I played a quote at the beginning of the show from the movie Bachelor Party. With Tom Hanks, movie from 1984. Have you ever seen it? Uh, actually, I have not. I've seen pieces of it on HBO, but I've never actually sat down and watched the epic that is Bachelor Party. So, wait, wait, you're unfamiliar with the Tom Hanks 1980s oeuvre? I mean, I know the movie. I know <laughs> of the movie. I've just never bothered to sit down and you know go through it with the with the literary notes. Okay, so you haven't <laughs> seen Big? I've seen Big Splash. Yes. The Burbs? Yes, of course. Well, it seems like you should have seen Bachelor Party because it's better than all those. It's the original Hangover. It's not better than The Burbs. <laughs> it's better than The Burbs, man. <laughs> it's, it can't be better than The Burbs. It's anyway, impossible. the guy pretty much sums up what's going to happen to us this weekend. The, the one guy in the, in the quote says, let's have a bachelor party with chicks and guns and fire trucks, hookers, drugs, and booze. So the reason I played it is because we're going to Portland for P-Town's birth bachelor party. P-Town's bachelor party this weekend. Portland, are you, Oregon. Are you Portland, ready, Maine. bro? Are you ready for the bachelor party? I'm pretty ready. I mean, I've, I'm ready for all the drinking and the eating. The strip clubs, I'm, I don't know about. Fucking they have, Portland. They have a different breed of strip club up there, I right hear. So many microbrews and strippers with hairy armpits. P-Town's going to be hair. stoked. He's so you know it, it. P-Town's getting married, which I mean, good for him. You know, more power to him if he wants to do that. He wants to ruin his life, go right ahead. <laughs> well, but P-Town's getting married. Praise. <laughs> and uh, you know, the bachelor party is this weekend. Um, I'm kind of excited for it because it'll be cool for all the the bros, the broheims, to hang out and uh, get drunk. How many bros are going to be there? Eight. I think like there's that. eight bros that are going. If you attend a bachelor party, you're automatically bros, whether you're too pretentious or not to be a bro or to consider yourself a bro. If you're at a bachelor party, you're that's bro dumb. That's you're in the well, company and there's of different, bros. There's different kind of bros. Like you can be a skate bro or you know a, a fish bro or a yuppie bro. We're going to be old bros. <laughs> yeah, but we're grandpa, also going to be grandpa bro. But we're also going to be beer-swilling idiot bros saying really rude shit and laughing at inside jokes and going to strip clubs and just... That, that's like bro behavior. Yeah, every brand of bro does that. Yeah, every brand of bro. And so, you know, guys just have an inherent bro inside. And it doesn't always come out. I mean, unless you're in the company of your bros. Like, we're going to be in Portland. Bros and titt- titties and beer bring out the inner bro. So, unfortunately... I, I agree. 
we're going to be bros. I'm actually kind of ex- just kind of stunned that you're so excited about this, Waggerly. Usually you hate this type of extracurricular activity. Uh, not so. That's not true. Yeah, but this involves you leaving not only your home, but your state. I do that all the time. Yeah, but for, for like a party it. like this, like, I, I, do, you, do you enjoy destination weddings? You like, uh, I didn't think you like this kind of oh, thing. Oh, no, 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 not destination. But destination bachelor party is a whole different thing than a destination wedding. Okay, so, so you're, you're saying it, it's a party. Which, it's a bachelor party. That's why, I mean, I didn't know that you're into bachelor parties. Like, would you have one yourself? No. <laughs> why not? Uh, I don't like being the center of attention. Yeah, I, Bro. I actually no. I I totally agree with you. I I don't. I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of being the center of attention either. Or calling attention to myself. I don't like birthdays. I don't like celebrate bachelor parties. <laughs> I don't plan to ever get married, so I think it's a moot point anyway. I like to skulk around the perimeter, in the dank areas. I just don't like being like fetid, lauded. You know, I, I just I, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. People can people can like me. They don't have to celebrate it. And plus, uh, I think uh, I think by being a bachelor, like having a bachelor party, you become a target. Yeah, I mean, there's extra hazing that's going on in a bachelor party. Why would I sign up for that? So this is interesting. I, fi- I read something today. I find this kind of alarming. Actually, kind of pisses me off. It says our X-rated bachelor parties on the way out. The rise of low-key grooms who want pre-wedding bashes, pre-wedding bashes. Without strippers. It seems that booze, booze-fueled bachelor parties filled with strippers are slowly becoming a thing of the past in this modern age. And so here's a survey here on Not.com. It's a wedding planning website. It's found that 61% of brides-to-be claim that their fiancés are planning low-key bachelor parties. Enti- that, that's exactly what they're feeding you. That's what yeah, they're wanting. Yeah, I mean, that, there's a lot. There's a lot of problems with this survey. I kind of, <laughs> I tend to believe it, but at the same time, I mean, this is what the guys are telling. The the, the brides were questioned, not the men. It it right. said that the well, yeah, it said that the um. So this is the what women ask their the men to be. I mean, who? What, yeah. what would you? Why would you ever explain? You confess to your wife what's actually going to happen. Well, some guys would. I mean, I mean, some people have good relationships, and their their women aren't psychopaths. But I tend to believe that the women that go on on you know the bridal website regularly and answer the the surveys are probably in the other end of the spectrum. That are you know would be shocked to learn and appalled that their that their fiance was going to go shove his face in some triple D big fake tits on his bachelor party. You know, a couple of weeks before their their most special day of their lives. Face being smothered in minge. That's what's supposed to happen at a bachelor party. A stag party, I mean, for you Brits. Is this, can, should we point out that, is this why we're going to Portland? The minge? Because every, <laughs> every other state, it seems, and city has strict rules about about muff and, uh, you know, roast beef hangy danglies or whatever else you want to call it. Por- I think the term is pork danglies. Pork danglies, <laughs> span, you know, raw Spam chicken purse. parts. Being, being ex- Most strip clubs are, are breasts only. And I guess in California and even Michigan, 
if you do show vaginas, you can't have alcohol. But in Portland, everything is permitted. I, well, the, the thing is, okay, we are trying to decide where to go for a bachelor party. And I think a couple of cities came up. There's Las Vegas came up, obviously. San Diego obviously. came up. And then uh, Portland came up because P-Town had never been there. And I, I have actually never been there either. And so I. I was like, and New Orleans came up. So New Orleans was too expensive. Las Vegas is too trite. We've done that like, I don't know how many times. San Diego is boring. San Diego is just a boring city. Although it is close to Mexico, which can be fun, but also very dangerous. Yeah, Mexico, I wouldn't have gone to Mexico. Yeah, we would have just stayed in San Diego. But, but Mexico can be a lot of fun. But then uh, the reason we chose Portland is because no one had ever been there. And then also a bunch of people have been telling me that there's the most strip clubs per capita of any city in the U.S. in Portland. And at these strip clubs, they're fully nude and they serve alcohol, which I don't think happens in any other city other than Vegas, maybe, in New Orleans. Yeah. I think every All other right. city has Tally like... Ho. Yeah, I mean, at most cities are like your topless bars will serve alcohol. Like... L.A., they won't even serve alcohol in a topless bar. It's unbelievable. Oakland doesn't even have strip bars. I've never figured out why that is. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like, all the strip clubs are in San Francisco or in San Jose. Right. Yeah, it's really strange. I'm not not sure. So anyway, the reason we chose Portland is because not only is there, you know, a lot of beer and a lot of bars, there's the most strip clubs per capita. So we're going to be, yeah, I mean, we're going to be knee-deep in the poon the Poontang in Portland. So this should be a lot of fun. I wonder if we'll, I wonder if we'll be shunned as being from Calif- like California hipster trash. I mean, I, there's a lot of hipsters in Portland, but you know, maybe it's like a Sharks and a Jets type thing. Have you thought about that? You mean, or, or who's a bigger hipster here? Because <laughs> or just what flavor of hipster is dominant? I just wonder, because San Francisco's got the already smug, the smug hipster. And then there's Portland, who's like almost like, well, we're more smug because... You know, we're further north. We're more Pacific Northwest than you are. Right. So, and then, I, you know, a lot of the groom and you are from Los Angeles. and, and then We're guy. already going to be scorned. We're from L.A. It's like the denim and I'm scorning you already. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering, though. I'm wondering how much scorn to uh, be prepared for. Well, we'll see. I'm, I mean, I guess what, what, depending on how drunk we get. We'll see uh, how much we actually pay attention to any of the scorn. Right. I think we're just going to be so drunk that we're just going to be scorned for our lewd behavior rather than our origin. True. Um, so th- this survey here, the Brides of Bee said that they found that a lot of grooms now are opting just to take their friends out to sporting events or fishing trips rather than, you know, relaxed drinks, rather than wild nights at a strip club and lots of boozing. Um, a quote from here says, I'm not saying men aren't parting at all, but they're making more mature decisions about how they spend their last bachelor days with the guys. And so they have this guy that they actually feature in the story here. His name's Jason Diamond. He's a 31-year-old editor who lives in Manhattan. He was married in February. He told the New York Post that when he began planning his own bachelor party, he emailed his friends specifically and said, no strippers in caps. And with an I mean, like, that, if you're the best man, that's as soon as you get that email, 
that's when you pick up the phone and you're like, all right, who has a midget or maybe a Siamese twin stripper or some sort of half horse, half female type of a thing going on? Because that's what you're getting because you're an ass. What I would do, I would have been like, as soon as I received that no strippers, I would have been like, oh, okay, all right. Prostitutes then. Because you didn't say <laughs> prostitutes, you just said strippers. I would go, I would order an entire gaggle of prostitutes Escorts. for a party. Escorts, yeah. But, th- but th- this guy's got a name like Jason Diamond, and he's writing an email like this? And he lives in Manhattan. Just get off it. Well, okay, what would you do with P-Town? I mean, how upset would you be with P-Town? I, I, you know, I would just be like, well, what are we doing? I mean, why, you know, why are we all traveling <laughs> to this remote town to have a bachelor party that's not really a bachelor party? That's all I would say. This Jason Diamond guy said that his party... He admitted his party ended with his buddies crashing on his couch to watch the Ken Burns documentary about the Civil War. <laughs> Did you just make that up? No, I, I'm reading this right here. It's in the New York Post. He, He's 31? He, says, he added. Are you sure it doesn't say 51? 31. And he added, I don't Good care God. what the expectation is. My wife is my best friend. And I look at marriage as growing up and maturing. And traditional bachelor party stuff is the opposite of that in my book. I got one word for this guy. Faggot. I'd be so pissed. If Pat did this on principle, if P-Town did this on principle, I would have an eight ball of cocaine and a stripper named Bernice. A prostitute named Bernice. A one-legged prostitute named Bernice. With a, like a wooden leg or something. (laughs) Okay, I didn't think you were finished. (laughs) She'd have to have a wooden leg. Maybe an eye patch. Pirate. (laughs) I mean, if you go to your friend's bachelor party and he puts on Ken Burns' The Civil War, at that point, you know, call gay male prostitutes. Multiple ones. Call and have Ron them dress Jeremy. as police officers. Yeah. That's what you should do. You know, actually, that's what Ron Jeremy should do. Like, you should be able to pay Ron Jeremy five grand and he would just, or ten grand or something, and he would just play in the best bachelor party you've ever had. And that's what Actually, he does. Actually, have, have the male strippers come over in full Civil War regalia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we uh, ordered some reenactment dudes to come to your uh, Civil War bachelor party. How do you like that? Oh, cool. Oh, wait, they're taking off their pantaloons. <laughs> says here that uh, Chris Easter, founder of the Man Registry, which is another wedding planning website, says, you know, these guys, they got the college lifestyle and parting out of their system. At this age... When they're over 30, their interests have changed, and they don't require a night of binge drinking to say goodbye to their single life. All I got to say is you are dead wrong, Chris Easter. Because if, this is my mind, if you, if you don't want, if you want to watch Ken Burns' documentary on the Civil War, then don't have a fucking bachelor party. Don't call it a bachelor party. Don't even plan, right. don't, don't even bother to have a bachelor party. If you're going to have, anything. if you're going to have a bachelor party, then fucking do it. Then fucking have a bachelor party. Like this weekend, we're going to Portland. And it's, there's going, it's going to be an epic night. Like, we're going to make Pat do horrible things. Horrible things are going to happen to P-Town, and we're going to be talking about it for years to come because we're going to have to do it because we're doing this, you know? There yeah, has to I be agree. drugs. There has to be hookers. There has to be binge drinking. This is just what happens on a bachelor party. And reading an article like this makes me just... What are we becoming? Sweden? <laughs> Feminized. <laughs> Feminized, I know. God. It just... I don't know. You know what the next step is? The next step is what what the women would like is that the bachelor party is replaced by the engagement party. 
Uh, I don't know if you've been invited or forced to attend one of these I've been, fucking I've, glorious events, but I've been it's invited a, it's to a, two. It's not. It's not the rehearsal dinner. It's not the wedding. It's it's not the bridal shower. It's an it's like another whole fucking thing you have to go to, and it's co-ed. You know what? And, been, and you're supposed to get gifts too. You're supposed to get another gift for the engagement party. I've been invited to two, and I refuse to go on principle. You do not have an engagement party. You okay? You can go Good take your you. your wife out to dinner and have your little or your fiance out to dinner and have your little engagement dinner. Yeah, maybe with your parents or something. A fucking party. <laughs> You sound like you planned one. No, I'm. I'm just saying. It's just like I. I find that to be insulting, personally. Like that. That is an insult. That's that's, that's the next step. insulting. I don't know. You that's know what? You know, you know who we need to call and talk about this. I just. I just want to get his input because this is a guy who's been to countless bachelor parties. I probably only really be, have been to like maybe three bachelor parties. Two, maybe two. This might be my third well, bachelor party. Even regardless of his bachelor party experience, just his strip club experience alone could be invaluable in preparation for our weekend all right and the, the guy we're talking about is john Steele from uh the infamous from the ville podcast uh that's been off that's been off off the air for far too long i, I wish it would come back um i think we had john on the show i don't remember last time when, when did we have Steele on the show last i have no i mean i remember but i don't remember what we talked about all right let, let's give Steele a call see how he's doing Get his, get, his, get his advice on how to properly throw a bachelor party. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Yeah. Steel, how you doing, man? I'm good. How about you? It's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while since you've been on Sick and Wrong. We, we've been wondering how, how's it going. Yeah, well, it's been a while since I've been on the show, but it wasn't too long ago since I saw you. Yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, I think I was talking about that. I saw you about, yeah, like uh, the beginning of July or beginning of June or so. Was it June? I think it might yeah. be a couple months Forget ago. Yeah, the first funeral, all I remember... I don't remember much about it. I remember the last conversation I was engaged in with you on Sunday after the funeral dealt with uh, scat and fisting. Yeah, well, you know, those are appropriate topics for a funeral. Well, I think so. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> neither one of those occurred at the funeral, which would have made it quite memorable. That would have been the best funeral I ever attended had there been some fisting involved. <laughs> The only time I do any fisting these days is on Thanksgiving, and that's with a dead turkey. <laughs> Not the same. So when's the last time you saw Wackerly? You know when the last time I saw him was. was in Los- <laughs> I've only seen him fucking once, well, twice, if you count, you know, two, one on a Saturday night, and then I saw him Sunday morning when he shunned us and refused to even get out of the car and say goodbye. I, I do remember that. That's going to be on my and, and you just, The reason you asked me that was because you wanted me to say <laughs> that that's the last time I saw Wackerly. We saw him. I don't even know if he saw us because he didn't even acknowledge our presence, if I recall. Yep. Fucking bastard. What's up with that, Wackerly? We're not going over this again. <laughs> that's what's up with it. It's water under the bridge, my friends. <laughs> Maybe under your bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's under my bridge. 
So Seal, Seal, how's the summer yeah. going? Is it uh, who's who's at River Roar this weekend? Do they have the Fourth of July thing? Did like Night Ranger play or something? Uh, no, this year it was uh, I didn't like. Oh, it was um, Cinderella. And then last last week for Pig Gig, they had uh, Winger. Oh, they had Winger. They had Winger. Yeah. God, did you go I to both? Stewart from Beavis and Butthead showed up in his Winger shirt, but Winger was here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could imagine the, uh, the the hot, easy chicks that were showing up for Kip Winger. I mean, were there all well, these like chicks with like '80s hair and jean shorts? <laughs> well, I saw a picture of that was taken. That somebody must have posted on their newsfeed on the Fagbook at the Winger concert. Like, it must have been an after party after the Winger concert, and it was Kip Winger on his tour bus, apparently, and he was sandwiched between two shot busters who were probably 45-year-old women, might even been broads I graduated with, but they were at least 300 pounds apiece. And it goes to show you how far he's tumbled down the ranks when he's bringing these big pigs on his fucking tour bus. In fact, when I looked at it, I thought he was surrounded by two tour buses. <laughs> Turns out there were two broads. I wonder, like, what I wonder what goes through your head when you're like Kip Winger, who used to get like you know the the top of the the top of the food chain ass back in the '80s. I mean, that guy got like the creme de la creme, and then now it's like he's playing county fairs and he's bringing like heifers back on his tour bus. I can't even believe he has a tour bus, not a van. Well, it may have been, you know, I could only tell the picture these two fucking pigs engulfed most of the photograph, so it was hard to tell what was in the background. It really well could have been the inside of a panel van, for all I know. I'm guessing it was some type of tour bus, but you're absolutely right. With Finger's career, it could be some type of fucking minivan. So I take it you didn't get any of his sloppy seconds? No, I didn't, but you know, you made a good point about Winger being at the top of the pussy food chain back, what, 20-some years ago. I mean, he even had a song, his main song was writing about 17-year-old pussy. Oh, she's only seventeen. She's only seventeen. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the big hit. Yeah, that was. Like, yeah, and I, who, who could blame him? Seventeen-year-old pussy is something you can't turn down. That's like basically yelling to the world, like I'm a pedophile. Didn't he hook up with that hot chick, Sebastian Bach, back then? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, speaking of Sebastian Bach, actually, very coincidentally. He opened for Cinderella at the concert here a couple of weeks ago too. So <laughs> Sebastian Bach was here as well. How was that? Was that, that Cinderella actually puts on a good show? I used to like them back in the day. Cinderella actually gets a bad rap with all you know. They get lumped in with the hair band phenomenon. People with bands that had no talent but just kind of had the look. They actually are pretty musically inclined. You know, they're a pretty decent. Band. They have a good blues uh, foundation that they play. You know, I, I didn't go to this, but I've seen them play before. I've, I've been to some Cinderella gigs before in the past, but um, they're actually pretty. You know, good band. They're they're no fast way, but they're a good band. Well, who is fast way? I mean, there's few that can be in the same fucking ballpark as fast way. They're fantastic. So, Steele, uh, the reason uh, we're giving you a call here on the show, we we do actually have a purpose. Um, we're going to a bachelor party for our good buddy P Town this weekend in Portland, Portland, Oregon, which is supposed to have the most strip clubs per capita of any city you know in the country. And oh, really? uh, I never heard of it. You know, you never heard. Of, yeah, and you can. They're they're fully nude, and you can drink, which is pretty amazing. It's like one of the few cities in the country that allows you to do that. Anyway, I, I've I've been informed that they're fully nude and hairy. Fully nude and oh. hairy. Nice. Well, they are from the Pacific Northwest, which is the home of Sasquatch. So I would imagine <laughs> that they have their 
their pussies still have a little bit of, uh, of a beaver pelt on them as opposed to the rest of the country. You can get cold. <laughs> but but that's, that, that's interesting, and I don't know, maybe you address this with your listeners before you called my ass, but that's interesting because if, if the, your listeners out there are abreast of the fact, that that's very odd because in most states the law is if they serve alcohol, you can't be a totally new club. You have, can only go topless. Yeah, I mean, there's only a few cities that allow. I think uh, you can do it in New Orleans. I think you okay. can. I think you can do it. Well, in uh, Portland and uh, Vegas, I think it's the only uh, three cities. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying a, to I, think the Vegas one. I, the Vegas ones I've been at, I think they were just topless places. That serve, but you're maybe you're, if any place would have it legal like that, I'm sure Vegas would. So or Reno or something. So anyway, we, we're we're discussing bachelor parties, and you know this one's probably going to be an epic event. Lots of lots of lots of chicks, lots of prostitutes, lots of binge drinking, lots of drugs, but. We are, I was reading a statistic here. It said that X-rated bachelor parties with strippers and boozing are a thing of the past. That now, most guys are just kind of opting for like those low-key you know, golf outings. Or, you know, just going having a dinner or a sporting event or something like that. Rather than doing the big crazy binge night stripper, stripper thing. And so I, I'm wondering, Steele, like in your experience, you've probably been to countless bachelor parties. Do you think this is going on right now? Well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, if I mean, to not be stereotypical, but obviously there's a there's certainly a, a, a new wave going on in this country and probably around the world. You know, the pussification of the male gender and emasculating the male gender to try to you know take away the things that males have always found a to be a rite of passage, so to speak. So this doesn't surprise me. I mean, I have been to uh, countless bachelor parties over the years, but but I'm 41 or 40, you know, 41 years old now. So I haven't been to one in several years. The last, you know, thankfully, all my douchebag friends are already married or already married and divorced, so to speak. So I haven't been attending a lot of these lately. But I, it doesn't shock me because I don't know if this is going on out where you two uh, fucking pricks live, but here. <laughs> The, the big trend is, and, and this goes along with you saying the golfing and the dinner and all this other shit, but here uh, what, what has happened is couples have taken upon themselves to be so politically correct that they've now combined the bachelor-bachelorette party into one party so each other, the groom and the bride-to-be, can keep tabs on one another and see exactly what they're up to all night. Because the, the girls' party hangs out with the guys' party all night. So it's just one it's just one big group of males and females from both sides of the wedding party, and it's horrible. This is exactly what I was afraid of. You know, Wackily was just talking about this right before we called you. The, the engagement party. That's what they do now. Oh, it's, 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 un, it's unreal. Like, even at the end of my era where, you know, all my friends and shit were getting married and fucking tying on out and doing all that fucking bullshit, at the end of that era, they were start, starting to become... You know, back if you go back to our parents' generation, this was unheard of. There would be a, a bridal shower for the bride. It would just be the bride's friends and her family and her mom and sisters, and it would be all it would be all games. But now, like they have, in, like yeah, engagement parties and <sighs> bridal showers that they now are like couples bridal showers where now guys and their friends are also attending the shower and expected to be there. Um, I am know, against this. With baby showers, your, your, your baby showers are now being held with guys at the baby shower. It's it's fucking it's out of control. I mean, they, they might I just had to go to one about a month ago. Off in this country, and wait, Wackerly, you went to one a month ago? A baby yeah. shower? A co-ed baby shower? 
Jesus, dude. God. Oh, my Lord. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. And, and, what, and what was the guy's reaction at the, like, how many guys were at the, the baby shower, Wack? Oh, you know, half the people there were male, I would say. We were ah. just staring at the gifts and sort of slack-jawed, you know, wondering we could, when we could leave. Wait, did anybody throw around any abortion jokes? That's what I would have been doing. Not in my earshot, but, you know. Dude, why didn't you just mainline some estrogen? Yeah, I felt I mean, like I was. That's, that's the net effect. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just terrible. Like, the whole thing is terrible. Like, I don't understand where we've gone off the path. We've been derailed to the point where it's a rite of passage. I mean, stag parties, bachelor parties, if you're going to have one, you should actually do it upright. You have to have strippers there, regardless of whether you tell your wife what happened. I mean, that's oh, what goes I, on. I, I'm in total agreement with you, and I, I would imagine Wacker Williams, too. Yeah, so so we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a classic bachelor party this weekend. Men, we're going to the strip clubs. We're going to drink our faces off. Nobody's allowed to, t- to say tell stories after we get back. Right? It's it's pure wolf pack this weekend. I, I had a question for Steele as as a as a frequent strip club patron, non bachelor party style. Mm-hmm. If you go to the strip club and a big bachelor party comes in, is that uh, an annoying occurrence, you know, or uh, does it sort of disrupt oh, yes, the sir. natural flow yeah. of the a professional nudie bar attendee such as myself? I frown upon the bachelor party. To me, that's amateur night. But but I understand it because I believe me, I've been a part of those bachelor parties that have gone into nudie bars. So I, I've been a part of it. So I understand that it's a must. It's something they have to do. So I, I'm I, I frown upon them because I, I look down upon them, and as well I should. But uh, I can relate on the same token because I, I've been part of several of those bachelor parties. You know, the heyday of the bachelor party was probably from 76 through 85. You know, we had, you, had, you know, prostitutes and midgets and coked up donkeys. And you just, you're not going <laughs> to see that anymore, obviously, with the trend that you read in this article. And the trend that I'm seeing here, you know, is, is horrible. Even, even when I see, like, a bachelor party, Oh, like in the regular bars, like you know, they've already they got their tour bus or whatever, and they're fucking jumping from bar to bar. The party bus. Like, you know, the last fucking bachelor party I was at was probably the pre-texting era, like before cell phones were really equipped with all the texting that everybody's doing now. Like, but now you you can see everybody at these bachelor, but they're constantly like the the, the groom to be is constantly in touch texting his bride-to-be every five minutes, letting them know where they're at, and we're taking pictures of the bar signs so they know that they're outside a bar and not outside a nudie bar or in some sort of massage ah. parlor. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the cell phone era in and of itself, even when the bachelor and bachelorette parties aren't combined in this day and age, cell phone and the accessibility that people have from communication devices is, is probably going to maybe it was the first thing to become the death nail in the bachelor party as we know it. You know, Steele brings up an interesting point here, Wackerly. I think yes, we should ban any pictures. I mean, maybe... Why, pic- why not just ban... We have a no-cell phone policy. That would be fantastic. That, let's have a no-cell phone policy. As soon as we start drinking, it's done, because this is like something we're just going to talk amongst ourselves. This, this is so, stories that no one... It's not going to get out, and you know, no one's posting pictures, incriminating photos on Facebook. 
Well, we, it's all well and good to implement rules, but what's going to be the penalty? Because you know, inevitably, somebody's going to pull their cell phone out. I mean, do you have to do a, a, a giant shot of wild turkey? Or do you go in the bathroom and we're going to beat you with soap? I think I'm going to go with uh, steel here. Sodomy. You know, you're going to be. <laughs> dick are we going to use yours? <laughs> Doesn't and have to I'm be not a dick. A gentle statutory date rape sodomy. I'm talking full fledged back alley rape at the hands of a ski mask wearing minority rape. I'm th- this is what I'm thinking. How about, how about, how about the mi- a minority at the hands of the New York Police Department with a plunger handle? <laughs> they- well, they're the only, yes, they're really well equipped with it. They've, they've been known to use plungers, or you could just do the Rodney King style and beat him in the head with a fucking billy club. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> if you use your cell phone after we've like called no cell phone, blackout cell phone, you, you get sodomized with your cell phone. Oh, that's a good point. You know, oh, that, you gotta, that solves you know, the problem. Right you got to pull it out of your own ass. You got to, you got to extract it from your own rectum. Well, you're killing two birds with one stone. That's a fantastic idea. You're violating him and taking, emasculating him by violating him uh, through sodomy, and then you're making him <laughs> dig out his own cell phone. And I mean, a lot of people aren't going to want to use their own cell phone after it's been fucking three feet buried up their anal cavity. Well, once it's up your ass, it's not very easy to text. Believe me, I've tried. So, steel set, set mine to vibrate before you shove it up. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, steel, what's massage the prostate? Believe me, at my age, anything I can do to ease my prostate uh, pressure is, is a good thing. So, steel, what, what's the best bachelor party you've ever been to? The the the, the most epic bachelor party you've ever had. You know, I don't pretty much run a, I mean, it was always strippers. Um, I've been to, I've been to several types of, like, I've been to bachelor parties where they have the strippers come to the house, which I, I don't like as much because they're usually trying to get their cash and get out the door and go on to the next fucking house that they have lined up for the night. Yeah, but don't they get so, really dirty when they come to your house? Like, much more dirty than they would be at the club? Well, I don't think so. Actually, well, I mean, there's been some, I've, I've been to a couple, yeah, where they were because they were they were more than strippers. They were actually, you know, they did extracurricular stuff on the side, hand jobs, blow jobs, you know, things for an extra sixty bucks in the other room. So I've been to those, and those are fantastic. But if you know the right strip joints to go, like, because a lot of people in this, even in this day and age, like even when I was going to bachelor parties ten years ago or whatever it was, a lot of people frowned upon the idea of actually getting like. Oh no, hooker! Like I said, the hooker <laughs> era of the, of the bachelor parties were even a little before my like like I said, the eighties would have been the, the prime time for bachelor parties. That's when nobody had any qualms about hookers or you know, like I said, like bringing in some sort of, sort of barn animal that was all jacked up on that. You know, have that have, was, <laughs> have you, know, you ever that been was going on before my like when I got there? It was, it was starting to be probably the tame down era that had not played like it is now. But we just go to nudie bars. But we there are a lot of nudie bars. Like in thirty five, like you know, you you from Michigan, so you know that there's a yeah, very, yeah. very dirty quarter down I seventy five. Filthy. You, know, you get to the right duty bar in Flint, and you find you know the right girls that are dancing there. You know the ones that just want to partake in the lap dance and the strip, the stripping and stuff. They can do that. That's fine and dandy, and then they don't have to have any guilt to their girlfriend or their wife's when they get done with the bachelor party. But there was plenty of extracurricular activity for those of us who wanted to partake and maybe a little bit more. So. um yeah, I mean, those were the ones, we usually get, like, strippers, prostitutes at the clubs, you know, as long as you knew the right the right keywords and the, the right dancer to get, you know, 
the dance was from that would do more than just dance. The right combination of footsteps in the restroom, right? What's that? The, the right combination of foot taps in the restroom. Well, yes, you have to use a wide stance, and sometimes, <laughs> you know, and, and, and make sure you use the stall that has a glory hole in it, because you never want to be on the wrong side of the glory hole. <laughs> so, Seal, have you actually ever attended? Wackily, this question is for you too. Have you ever actually been to a bachelor party where the bachelor or another member actually got laid? Like fucked up, fucked one of the strippers. Both I, you guys. I, I have to say, I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. Although yeah, I have to well, think about me, that. Yeah, yeah no, not to my about, I've been the ones with the bachelor been laid or other people. Yeah, well, at the no, party. okay. Well, you you bring up like back in the day when there'd be the bachelor parties. You know, you'd hire yeah. a hooker for the bachelor and he'd fuck the shit out of her, or whatever. Get so wasted, and, right. or maybe he gets so wasted that he wasn't able to actually perform. But whatever, he'd at least get a blowjob. But right. I'm trying to think of how many bachelor parties I've ever been to where even that happened. Because usually it's just like, okay, you'll get a couple strippers, you know, do a jello shot off her tits or right. something, and you know, get a couple lap dances. That's about it. But I don't know if I've ever actually been to a bachelor party where sex occurred. Well, I've been to bachelor parties where sex has occurred. Like I said, like we, 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 the, the deja vu and flame used to be notorious. Not so much anymore, and it's kind of cleaned it up. But back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was notorious to kind of have some of the girls, you had, like I said, you had to know which girls they were, but they would, they, you know, they'd involve themselves in blowjobs and some other stuff on the side inside the club because they, they were like, they were, barricaded from the rest of the club so you couldn't see what's going on. So I've been to a lot of bachelor parties where people have gotten hand jobs and blow jobs. And stuff. As far as the groom's concerned, I don't know if that's ever happened at any of the bachelor parties. I've, been. I've tried to enable that. Believe me, I've tried to force feed the groom you know, alcohol to a point where he loses his inhibitions and will fuck some fucking dirty skank out of it. Because I'm trying to... My whole thing is trying to prevent somebody from getting married. I try to give them the talk before the bachelor party and you know, you can never talk these douchebags out of it. Once their mind's made up, they're getting married, they're getting married. Even though you know the fucking thought they're marrying the fucking complete and utter cunt. This- you can never talk them out of it. So the bachelor <laughs> party is usually the last bastion of hope to maybe get him to change his mind. And I've tried to enable the bachelor on a few occasions, but I've, I've, I'm very unsuccessful at most things I attempt. And doing that is, is no exception. That's one thing that uh, I'm concerned about. Like, uh, so right now, P-Town lives, you know, not that far away from me. He's been my but, wingman for a long time and you know we go out we go drinking i'm worried that once he gets married it's basically like a dog being neutered you're done i don't think he's gonna go well, out anymore i, I well, think i mean how can i you know kind of convince him this weekend to, to, to just basically tell him like you know maybe get married's not that good of an idea it's never good for well, because I don't believe in the institution of marriage. For one, I think it's fucking absurd. But but even so, I mean, I, and I, I'm not saying this just to to say it to sound crass. But the truth of the matter is, you know, at most of the weddings I've ever attended and bachelor parties that I've gone to, usually on the side, and and usually we make no bones about it. The groom's totally in on it. I've had a couple of occasions where the groom's actually put some money in. But I'm usually betting on how long it'll last because you know we're taking a. <laughs> We're taking over-unders on, you know, how, how long is he going to be with this fucking skate? Because most of the, most of the girls, probably 80% of the broads my friends are fucking, you know, wed, are, are miserable cunts to be, and you know it ahead of time. You know that they're not compatible, and you know she's an absolute bitch, and that he's going to be miserable. 
And so you try to coax them out of it, but you can never do it. So when it comes to wedding time, bachelor, the bachelor party time, we're taking over-unders on how long is this debacle going to go. And, and thanks for, you know, making me rent a tux and, and spend $100 on a wedding gift that I know you guys are going to fucking break up in two years and be splitting it up in a divorce proceeding. But um, that's normally what I'm doing. So I, I don't know how to get you to get your friend. Have you ever met his soon-to-be wife or no? Oh, yeah, of course. No, totally. I mean, he'll, you know, he obviously he's known this girl for a long time. So I, I, there's nothing I can do to make it not happen. But I'm definitely going to uh, try to get him as wasted as possible. And in a try compromising situation and, you know, with a again, sod buster. Try to get him to feel guilty the next morning. Like I said, if you can try to get him laid, like I said, I've been unsuccessful every bachelor party I've ever attempted at that. But then again, like I say, I fail at everything I do, so it's not unusual. <laughs> so if you can get him, if you can enable him in any way to fucking do something that's going to make him feel guilty and regretful the next morning and make him maybe have a little second thoughts about getting married, then more power to you. And if you are successful, let me know what you did so I can maybe apply the same type of MO the next time I get invited to a bachelor party, which I hope is never. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what's worse for the bachelor. Have you ever seen these? I mean, you've had to run into them when you're out at the bars. The bachelor parties are one thing, but have you ever run into the bachelorette party? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what? Um, actually, I read something today that in West Hollywood, a lot of the bars, like the, West Hollywood's the gay area of Los Angeles, a lot of the bars there have banned bachelorette parties. Again, I, I, was, I was in this little, I was, I was in a little town uh, in the center of California called Murphy's, which is one of these quaint little uh, tourist burgs, and was in the old timey saloon there. And it was the middle of the day, and this there was this bachelor party, bachelorette party of maybe you know the the bride to be looked to be maybe twenty five, but the other attendees were all the way up to you know these forty five year old dried out California women, and and I was frightened, I was really frightened because they were completely loaded, grabbing people from the bar and making them dance around the old timey wood stove and uh, screeching very you know with a piercing screech. Uh, and, you know, when right. they left, it was very, I was relieved. Wait, wait a second, Wackerly, I thought you liked the older women. I, these, I know these you're ones into are frightening. The, but you're into the mid-40 chick, though. Like, I, I'm thinking, I'm surprised you didn't take advantage of the situation. Well, it is, it can be like a wounded buffalo situation, but at that point, like I said, it was the middle of the day, I was on my first beer, and these women were just plastered. <laughs> There's so many, the bachelorette parties around here, so many, there's like, Say there are 12 people in the bachelorette, 12 broads in the bachelorette party, the, obviously the bride or whatever. She always comes in. She's got her veil on with a T-shirt that says bride-to-be or something like that. And it's always got these, like, dildo pencil erasers taped to it. And they got an inflatable <laughs> penis. And then they got, like, cat candy that, you know, and she's got, like, eat my pussy. Like, so, you, like, they give you, you pay five bucks and you can bite off the the kitty cat candy offer and say that you ate the bride's pussy. It's so fucking, they're so obnoxious and they're so, around here there's usually like one or two decent looking broads in the bunch and then the rest of them are just a bunch of fat cock blockers. So like, but they're annoying and they're loud and they're trying to be the center of attention and like, oh, we're partiers and we'll all party everybody and it's, you just, you really want to kick them all in the cunt is what you want to do. They're ten times more annoying than anybody. Bachelor parties will come in, do their thing, and then they'll be on to the next bar, the nudie bar. But bachelorette parties are about the most, they're like the national organization of women, and that's about what all of them look like. 
But doesn't it make sense, though, that these girls are so drunk at that point that you could probably, if you're just hanging out at the bar, shag one of them? Well, you're trying, but the problem is, like I said, the 90, and I'm sure a lot of them are in the wedding party itself, the bridesmaids and the matron of honor and all this shit, or the sister of the bride and all this crap. The problem is, is like when you hold on on the hot one, the cock, they're, they're all such cock, like they're, they're all dick teased. Like every, all these bachelorette parties I see are a bunch of, they want to get all drunk and wild and make themselves into a spectacle. But when you're hitting and trying to get fucking lame, get pussy, all of a sudden they become the fucking pussy police. And they come up and they're, they're the biggest dicks and cock blockers on the face. And maybe around here, maybe out west it's a different story. But here they're a bunch of just miserable old hags <laughs> who'll do anything they can to stop their friend from getting fucking laid. Even if yeah. your friend is kind of interested in somebody that you're hanging out with or you or whatever, I've never known anybody around here who's ever banged anybody from a bachelorette party. Well, the, dyna- the dynamic is completely opposite, right? So we've been talking about the bachelor party where all the guy's friends are, are sort of mourning and trying to get him to maybe n- not be convinced to get married, whereas the bachelorette party... They're they're all a hundred percent of the women there are all for it, you know, and they're like they're oh, just they're gunning for yeah, the wedding. All hands on deck with those fucking pigs. I fucking hate them. But if a bachelorette party comes in when I'm hanging out with my friends, we look at each other with disgust. And you know, I don't care how hot all of them are, or whatever. I mean, most of them are. Usually, there's a small percentage of hot ones in the bachelorette party. But even if they're all hot, it's just they are the most annoying. There's nothing more annoying than a bunch of fucking drunk frauds. Who, who are about to attend a wedding, and they're all giddy about the wedding and the ceremony and all this shit. They're around the bride. They're the, they're, I'd much rather hang around Hitler and <laughs> Goebbels any day of the week than these fucking disgusting skanks that come into the fucking bars around here. Dude, I bet Hitler had a sweet bachelor party when he married Ava Braun. Oh, I bet you it was. Uh, I bet it was. Uh, I bet it was fucking. Well, I know he did. I know he killed six million Jews. So I don't know if he did that during the bachelor party, after the bachelor party. I don't know when he took, took care of that. But obviously, if if that's what happened at his bachelor party, it was probably the biggest spectacle in all in bachelor party history. Yeah, dude, I bet you it was a gas. So, <laughs> so Steele, do you have any advice for us? Like, you know, we're, we, we haven't planned many bachelor parties. I, I'm sure you've planned a couple, and I'm sure you've been the best man yeah. before. Or, or, bit, even just, or even just general strip club advice. It's been a while since I've, like, what kind of pants should I wear? Is it loose, <laughs> tight, shorts? Do I wear a condom inside, like, you know, in my underwear just in case? Because I don't want any preemies. Right. Well, do you do you, do you pre-cum or do you premature a lot? Or I, I guess it's kind of up to. I don't know. I I you know I don't know what your penis situation is. Or, um, but yeah, I know there have, there's there's a couple of strippers who have told me over the years they've caught guys that have been wearing rubbers <laughs> while getting wrapped in. Like they they reached in their pants or whatever to like just give them a surprise and grab their cock and see what their face facial expression would be and found out the guy's wearing a rubber. But yeah, uh, Steel. the situation for me, because yeah, I do have a sensitive head. I'll, I'll admit, my pet is somewhat sensitive, and I'm no stranger to premature ejaculation. So uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say wear a rubber, because I don't even wear a rubber when I bareback. I prefer barebacking. So even with a lap dance, if you if you have any sensitivity to the tip of your penis, my my suggestion is no sweatpants. Or, and at least wear underwear. Like, if you're going to wear slacks or khakis or something like that, you better have another extra layer of underwear on there so you don't, you know, blow your load. But I've blown my load on, on lap dances before, so I'm not opposed to it. It doesn't embarrass me. So uh, it depends on what your objective is, I guess. I'm just wearing rubber pants. Fuck it. 
What about well, what I, about what about if you what about if you don't premature, but then the you know the songs are over, she leaves, but yet you have a huge erection. You just walk back to the table proudly displaying it. Well, Lance, let's face it. It's not like being in the math class in sixth grade where you wear sweatpants and you get a boner and you have to go up the fucking right on the chalkboard and you're a little embarrassed and shy because you're just going through puberty. It's not like you're at a strip trade for God's sake. It ain't the first time those strippers have seen some guy get off the couches with a boner. <laughs> It's not like you're on the U.S. rowing team here, Wackerly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I Wackerly, that's what they want. That's what you're supposed. You're supposed to have, to have, have a boner. You're supposed to have a chubby. Well, no, but my question is, you know, do do I walk back to the table with my group of friends and let my group of friends see it, or do you, or do you remain, do you remain in the chair and let it subside? Yeah. yeah, there's no embarrassment in that Fuck, believe me, if I could get a boner that easily, I'd be showing it off all the time. The problem is it's 20 bucks a boner for me these days. So, Seal, how many times have you actually been to a strip club and the girl actually did reach in your pants to try to, you know, you know, find it, and she just was in there for a couple minutes and couldn't find it? Couldn't find it. Well, unfortunately, when, most of the time when I've ever had that happen, it was kind of when I was... Still a little real, so to speak. I still I could get an erection without. Not to say I'm here. Believe me, even even my erectic is is fucking below average. But I mean, it was at least something you could find. Nowadays, if I, I've been in movie bars in the last couple of years, where I completely like. I, not only do I have erectile dysfunction, obviously, which is no secret, but and I have to take you know Viagra or Cialis or whatever for it. But if I don't have one of those running through my veins, and on top of it, I've been drinking ten bourbons or. 15 bourbons all night, I'll go and I'll have the definition of whiskey dick. Well, yeah, if they were reaching my pants, they'd have a lot of searching to do before they found that shriveled up mushroom in there somewhere. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's embarrassing. So, Lance, yeah, be proud of your boner. Don't fucking hide that from them. Believe me, it's a lot better situation than what I got going on. <laughs> so, wait, Seal, how often do you, like, pop a Viagra before you go to the strip club? Well, I usually pop them... Um, I, I quite often pot, like, because I usually nowadays, I don't, like, intend to go to a strip. Like, when I go out uh, for the night, I'm usually not, like, the strip club isn't even, that's, like, in the back. Like, now if I hit, hit the strip club, it's, like, at 2 in the morning after the bar is closed, you know, the ones that are open to 4. And so I don't, like, plan it. So, but what I normally do is on the off chance, and it's a very, 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 very off chance, that I might get laid from some bar skank. You know, I usually pop a Viagra or Cialis like right after dinner, so it's a, so I got it in my system when I'm out drinking, in case I you know in the event and when I say event in the event I have quotations around it uh, <laughs> that some broad actually fancies me because I'm pathetic. It's, it's, I'm even to the point gonna... now where I don't even give a fuck about companionship. Just I'm almost to the point now where I'm just going out looking for jerk off material. Not even trying or hoping to get laid. It's just okay. Well, she's hot. She's hot. Let's put it up here in the mind. When I get home, I'm gonna fucking spank just do unspeakable acts to myself and my undercarriage to that brought there. So, Steel, have you ever seen uh, *River's Edge*? The movie. It's an '80s movie. Keanu Reeves. He was young. Oh, I, I, I vaguely remember it. I don't remember the premise. Were, were they? Well, like, Crispin Glover was in it, and Dennis Hopper. I kind of see you becoming the Dennis Hopper character. I think his name was Feck. I don't remember the. You know, I have to refresh my memory on. on well, who he, he, was he basically what. got to the point where he was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna like carry my fucking inflatable girlfriend and fuck the shit out of her, and I don't give a fuck what any <laughs> of you guys think." You know? Well, I, 
That sounds good to me. I'm down with that. I'm down with inflatable, bro. I, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I've, I had a $29.95 inflatable one of three orifices that I fucking wore the shit out of about 10 years ago. So I, I fucked uh, the inflatable love dolls before. I'm no, except when I fucked it, now you see them, they're more expensive, but they actually are hot looking. They like, look like a real bra. The ones I was fucking, they look like a clown. Like, they looked like a Halloween mask that you would buy, you know, for, they were fucking, they didn't look realistic at all. Now they have fucking, for like 500 bucks, you can get almost like a real broad. It's, they're fucking hot as shit. They're hot as shit. And I'm not lying, they're hot, and they're fucking hot. I saw some at the AVM a few years ago they had on display. All right, well. let me cut one out there. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Um, so, well, Steel, real quick, do you have any advice on any uh, way we can embarrass the Bachelor? I mean, before we get on to uh, before we move on here, well, the, the, obviously, is there anything the, we the, should the, do? Well, the, the the things that embarrass me are like when the Bachelor celebrate, like the things that like if you see a Bachelor party in a strip joint, obviously it's like the Hooters thing. Like if it's your birthday. Uh, at Hooters, they put you, stand you up on a stool and they sing happy birthday to you. They do the same type of shit in a strip joint. That's pure amateur hour. But to they me, put that, you up on that's stage. degrading to the bachelor. You throw him up on stage and they take his pants down to his ankles and they, they dance for him to, you know, some fucking, whatever the song is, the, the wedding song they choose of his choosing or whatever on stage. That's always fucking ridiculous and, and amateurish to me. And, and that could embarrass him. Obviously, flipping him a roofie and then. Uh, having him wake up unbeknownst where he is or what happened, and then you can tell him stories about, you know, maybe him getting teabagged, like, you know, make up stories that he can't remember and try to make him believe those stories. I was um, thinking x lax like in a burrito maybe at, like, midnight. Well, if you want to do that, that'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe give him the x lax a little earlier so that he shits when he's getting laughed at. When he's on stage at the strip. That's a good idea. Like, maybe right before he goes on stage at the strip club, we had given him x lax like an hour before. Right. The, the, pro- the problem with Pete, the problem with, that helps too, because the problem with P-Town is that he's actually rather a handsome man. So, you oh, know, we put, we put him up on, we put him up on, we put him up on stage to embarrass him, but like the, if the strippers are actually into him for real, uh-huh. it, it sort of is a little bit disappointing. So if he were to shit himself, <laughs> that would help a lot. Well, I could tell you what you could do, and I don't know if you have enough time to line this up or not, but I don't know if you're familiar. You remember Dougie you used to come on our show once in a while? Of course we remember course. Dougie, actually. Well, I know yeah. you do, Dan. I know you yeah, do. I, I do, know yeah. Does, but, I do. Um, anyway, for it wasn't a bachelor party, but for... His birthday party, I forget. Oh, oh what you, you mean Doug? Was. You mean Dougie's not married? <laughs> <laughs> no, Shocking. he hasn't married. Uh, well, cousin cousin Sherry from the Facts of Life is already married to somebody else. So that's his only shot. So when she gets a divorce, I'm sure he might. You know, that could be his future wife because she's the only one that I would think would be compatible with Dougie. But um, it was an occasion they had it at an Embets Hall or something. I think it was a birthday or something. They hired a transvestite, like a a, a tranny, so, you know, dude. Uh, 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 she had fake tits and stuff, but she had a dick. You know, she was a female, still had a dick, uh, a fully operable dick. And I think she was uncircumcised and eight inches, according to her. Head. Wow! But um, she was all dolled up in her fucking, you know, her share wig and looked like a bra. And they tied Dougie to a chair. They had him tied his, his hands tied to the chair because he's got heart strength and would go crazy. 
<laughs> and uh, they had this girl dance for him, like our guy, whatever you want to call it, dance for him and give him the whole routine. And he was getting all hot and bothered. And like, this girl's so hot, this girl's so hot. Ooh, she's hot as hell. And then all of a sudden, like three songs in, she whipped her T-string over to the fucking side and whipped out her package. And he went ballistic. And, of course, everybody was videotaped and everybody was, oh my was God. laughing at him, not with him. And he was running around trying to fucking, but he was tied to the chair. So he was, like, falling on the ground. He couldn't get, he wanted to get his hands on the tranny and strangle him. But he couldn't get, he couldn't do it because he was, uh, you know, he, he had his hands already tied up at the point. But, but she got out of Dodge and got to her car to go off before, you know, she could get injured. She got paid ahead of time. So she knew what the deal was ahead of time. But if you could line up some sort of, yeah, you know, no, that's amazing. You kind of actually pull it off. Obviously, you don't want to hire some uh, bearded lady that just has lipstick on and a wig. But if you can find somebody that can maybe pull it off and actually in the ugly lights can look like a female and then whip out the dick, that's always a little bit embarrassing. You know, I wouldn't mind getting P-Town drunk enough where we could hire Dougie. <laughs> well, because if Dougie can find his way to the airport and, and actually go through an itinerary to get on an airplane, you, you can have him. I don't think he can manage that without a handler, but you may have to you know, send two tickets, one for him and one for his companion. I'm not. I'm not sure if Dougie whipped out his genitalia. I would. I would still be confused as to what he what he was because I've seen pictures of it on the From the Ville website, and it's very odd. According to him, according to he's a herpendite because he can't say the word herpendite. So, <laughs> so I think from what we can gather, he, he could very really possibly be a herpendite. But we're not 100 percent sure. We we still are looking into that. Well, uh, Steel. When you brought up the River's Edge, D, that you, I thought you were going to say that. I, I thought I got confused with the movie Deliverance for a second. I thought you were going to say that I reminded you of the hillbilly, the hillbilly who ass raped Warren Beatty or Matt Beatty or whatever the fuck his name was, the fat Beatty, whichever Beatty is the fat one. Well, Steel, uh, you've given us some some sound bachelor party advice, and I'm sure it's going to help for this weekend. Um, I don't know if you got anything going on. You want to stick around for some phone calls? We got a couple phone calls. One guy in particular actually uses a bunch of from the Ville terms. Oh, nice. You yeah. must be quite the loser. <laughs> so, all right, if, if you don't have anything else going on, I don't know if you got a hot date lined up. Or, uh, yeah, or, my hot date is holding my phone to my ear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, let's let's get on to uh, let's move on to, to some phone calls here. We got the sick and wrong hotline. People, you can call us at 206-666-3846. Before we get to our first call, here's a word from uh, one of our beloved sponsors, AdamandEve.com. It's butt plug month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong hotline, uh, 206-666-3846 is that number, um... Yeah, let's uh, let's let's play the first one here. This is about the Olympics. Uh, sick and wrong, or D and Lance. Um, we're at the Olympics, and um, we've had a really actually. You're going to be surprised. We had an amazing time, but we've added a little bit of a twist to it. Basically, we've gone through security, <laughs> guns, scans, the whole <laughs> like fucking, fucking thing. Army. Terrifying. The whole army we've have been brought, there. We brought our drugs in, and we've I brought done the them. drugs she in because the drugs I'm in the hardcore boobs. one. 
Um, <laughs> it, we've we've done drugs in the Olympics. Uh, Voldemort has shoved his umbrella up Mary Poppins' ass. It, 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 it has, has actually been, been done. done. We saw it, so you know it's it's happened. And it is amazing. So deal with that. And we drank a load of beer. Yep. And we're sat watching fuckload of people, and I think we are actually the only twatters. What are they on? Like mushrooms or something? I don't know. Oh, They're very articulate. Sure I'm a Geico lizard. I couldn't make out what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> I think they're talking. Okay, they they had some accents going on here, but they're Australian, but they're at the London Olympics opening ceremony. That's what, and they brought drugs in, and they the they snuck some drugs past security into the uh, the uh, ceremony here. So let, let me just play the end of it. People, yeah, here properly. So, in summary, drugs at the Olympic Park. It, it works. Has been done. It has been done, and it really works. So we'd recommend it highly to anybody. Okay. Do it. Bye. Bye. So, you know what? What what was that? I don't know. I said, in their defense, I got to say, the only way I could get through the opening ceremonies with all the fucking fags dancing and singing national anthems or then the sporting events playing handball or whatever these ridiculous events are at the Summer Olympics, the only way I could make it through the Summer Olympics and even pay attention in any way, shape, or form would be to be on drugs. (laughs) Holy fuck. You know they're not the first the- one, but they're not the first one to be doing drugs at the Olympics. Didn't some did some weightlifter guy or something or judo guy just like get busted for a pop brownie? Yeah, he claims that he accidentally ate a pop brownie. I don't know if he accidentally ate one unless somebody is serving everybody else real ones and they give you the pop brownie. I guess that could happen, but but uh, I don't think people bought his story. I think he uh, I think he had a refrigerator full of pop brownies and just so happened to have one before he participated in his so-called event you know in reference to uh last week and uh and if you check out some of the other like those chinese gymnasts and shit like that i think they're on way worse drugs than pop brownies oh yeah they're on what's called biological engineering drugs that are being (laughs) administered to them by the red chinese (laughs) well i don't know if you guys heard but the the italian uh competitive walker uh was busted for for performance enhancing drugs I have not heard this, but you have my attention. Wait, wait. Anytime I hear the phrase performance-enhancing drugs along with the athlete-entitled uh, competitive walker, you have got my attention. <laughs> yeah, what what the fuck event is competitive walking? I thought they do I that mean, in you, you probably think I'm making this up, but it's completely true. Competitive walking, speed walking, is an event in this year's Olympics, and the Italian uh, guy was disqualified, DQ'd, because he was taking some type of a steroid. How do you know... Now, that's got to be one specialized steroid, because I know sprinters take them to make them faster, and then obviously bodybuilders take them to make them bigger or whatever. But I know sprinters are... So, like, where's the fine line if you're taking PEDs for competitive walking? Won't it all of a sudden become a sprint? Like, where do you know where the walking ends and the running begins? Like, how do you know? I I don't get it. this is a little bit sports talk, but it... uh, it's the gayest looking thing I've ever seen, and as far as I can tell, in competitive walking, speed walking, you're not allowed to have both feet off the ground at the same time. That's how they define it. Yeah, well, we can in figure skating. I know that. So wait, so wait a second. Wackerly, were you glued to the television watching that event? It's very hypnotizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, you know, they use their hips. So like when I've seen like speed walkers around here, just like walking along the road. Like, they look like William Hung uh, with Parkinson's. Like, they, <laughs> right. 
they're like John William Holly dance when he was singing She Bang, She Bang. Like they move like him, but yet they have a little Michael J. Fox in the movement as well. It's very, very strange movement. I, the only place you see it is in the speed walking community. Would you define it as herky jerky? Although that's very offensive and insulting to somebody like Michael J. Fox. That's always steel. What's the gayest Olympic event in your opinion? Oh, okay. I was going to say, aside from the obvious, obviously figure skating during the winter is gotta yeah, yeah, be. Yeah, it's summer. That's that's so flamboyantly over the top, gay. Though that's an obvious one. In the summer, um, that's a good question because I. I know that male gymnastics is, I know those guys are strong as hell. They can do the fucking iron cross and all that shit. But when they do it's that pretty fucking gay. routine. The floor, the floor routine. The floor routine. Like, they have to act like broads and like, they're like in a, they do jazz hands and stuff on the, on the jumping mat. And stuff. <laughs> that to me is the equivalent, I guess, of the summer version of the figure skating event without the skates and without the sequins. I mean, what about what about Greco-Roman wrestling? Well, anytime the Greeks are involved, and you're talking about two men rolling around together and in very tight outfits, there's 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 some homo innuendo to that. It, yeah, the Greeks are no stranger. In fact, I think aren't they the ones that invented boofing? If I recall, <laughs> I think they invented pedophilia. I think that happened. I think that like was was born in Greece. I think that personally, I think the gayest event is that I've seen this summer so far is men's synchronized diving. I have not seen that. Like, how do you synchronize? Like, there's two. How many guys are diving at one time? Just two. two. It's it's just two dudes, and they got this like routine where they do the flips and they dive at the same time. Okay. It's, I don't know. It's just so gay. It's like why? I mean, well, it, well they're in speedos, probably. I would imagine. So that makes it. And they got that little. They got their little uh, uh, shower cap on, so that, that in and of itself is kind of gay. But the only thing that could make that gayer is if they actually teabagged each other on their way down to the water. Which I think occurs after like, after the dive oh, is through. It's, and after, in the it's water. after they hit the pool, then they, they, they start uh, engaging in gay sex. <laughs> well, actually, they, they do go right to that little hot tub. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, they do. Oh, right yeah. At, yeah, right after they dive, there's an Olympic hot tub. Oh well, there you go. Then, then, yeah, that might be the case. When two men are joining each other in the hot tub in a speedo <laughs> and just engaging each other in intimate conversation, there's something gay about that. I'd say. I think there's some footwork going on underneath the bubbles. Yeah, definitely. Well, the reason, like, yeah, oh yeah, that's. <laughs> but the reason, because I've always often said that, like, this is one of the reasons, like, summer annoys me. I like summer because I like the weather. I hate the winter, but. Summer around here always because the minute it fucking hits sixty degrees around where I live, every guy and their fucking brothers wearing flip flops and and men's feet disgust me and that's why I don't watch the swimming events very much with men because I can't like I'd much rather see their dick than their than their feet <laughs> to me to me at least the dick is funny and has personality and whatever the feet are so gross and just like chicks have hot feet like if a hot chick has cute little petite feet not. Not a side buster with big ankles, but you know how you know how hot foot when you see it. But like dudes cannot never you can't have even a uh uh you can't have a foot that I you find even remotely like acceptable in public. I think a lot of those divers have petite feet. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> 
So wait, <laughs> well, you know, Steele, you know, you know who'd be perfect for you is that South African uh, sprinter guy. Yeah, he <laughs> has, has no feet. feet. At all. Yeah, he has oh, no feet. Well, see, I can deal with all, of course, but then you go to because I can't eat around man feet. You think I can eat around amputees? <laughs> all right, you know, Steele. See, I, I have a lot of problems and issues. Like men's feet disgust me. Like if I see flip flops and men's feet because they're so utilitarian and gross. Like men, men should not expose their feet to public. But then again, obviously, I'm very. Everybody knows that I can't eat around amputees. So or retarded I'm people. I'm in a conundrum there, Lance. Are you? What That's about true. what about retarded people? Uh, down if they're physically and mentally down to like if they're totally like if they're just like sped like like Dougie or Mister Spring Break where they don't. But yeah, if you have downy features and stuff, and I'm not being a dick. I'm not, I know because I, I love tires, but. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I've always had this thing since childhood where I can't eat for a few hours after seeing retarded persons or amputees or things disfigurement like the elephant man. Shit, that would take me three weeks. But, uh, yeah, retarded people can't eat around it, and I'm not proud of it. I can only eat, the only thing I can eat is like a steak, like, but I could never eat, like, if, if I see a tart, I can't eat dairy products for at least four and a half hours. It's very strange. It, it is odd. All right, all right. Let's get let's get to the second call here. But thank you for the Olympic story. I imagine uh, the Olympics would be tolerable if I had some hallucinogenics to well, watch. I would like right. to add, if you're going to call in and said you did drugs, you have to tell us what kind of drugs you did. That's exactly. Yeah, that's, I thought that, yeah, they, they could have been a little bit more uh, specific. Detailed. Yeah, definitely. All right, here's a here's a second call, and uh, Steele, you might want you might want to weigh in on this one. Hey, sticking on. This is Kansas Toby once again, and I'm going to give you the three steps of automatically letting your girl fuck you. Well, not fuck you, but at least fuck her in the butthole. And basically, so this is Toothless Toby's three steps to anal sex with your girlfriend. <laughs> no, nice title. Yeah, no, oh, it's, it's well. I just, I just figure a guy named Toothless Toby, or a guy that actually gives himself that, that own monic- that his own moniker there, probably knows how to have anal sex with a girl. Yeah, it's strange. He doesn't sound British. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, yes, my 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 schedule takes at least three to four weeks to work. I'm sorry about this, but it takes some time. You got to plant seed. You have to plant the seed and you have to say, hey, this is butt sex. I've done it before. You have to let them know you've done it before. After that, some time goes by, these girls fucking can't stop thinking about it. They want more fucking put, they want more Plant the seed. And penis. They, they need the penis and the asshole. They need it. So basically what I'm saying is plant the seed in your girl's head. Let it be known that it's it doesn't hurt and it's good stuff and just be completely soft and gentle with the first time, especially if the girl's a virgin. If she's a virgin, how many times do you think this guy's had anal sex? Not once. <laughs> I agree, zero. I think zero times. Seriously, because he, his, advice, girl, I don't his, know. Advice, his advice about being soft and gentle. I mean, I've tried to stick a flaccid penis into a vagina before. Have you ever tried to stick a semi-flaccid penis into a butthole? It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. That's yeah, like a fucking wet noodle. But the only time you can do it is if you're rigid. I mean, you got to be fucking hard in order to like stick it in the butthole. 
It's a tight, tight orifice. I mean, if you're semi, if you're only 65%, it ain't going in anybody's asshole. You know, honestly, for if I was, well, I guess we haven't heard the rest of this guy's step. So he's saying, first of all, plant the seed that it doesn't hurt and that girls like it and it feels good. And then be, and then second, be soft and gentle about it. I want to hear what his third thing is here. Yeah, so you have to be gentle. You have to be nice and sweet and soft. <laughs> and you have to let it get used to it. So there you go, second down. Fucking keep it sleazy. Keep it fucking disgusting. Fuck you. I guess he didn't actually have a third thing there. I don't know. <laughs> no, he, he missed it. And, and I would think just from... You know, I, I, I've banged a couple broads up the ass. I mean, obviously, it's not uh, some broads are actually, you know, absolutely opposed to it. Some are into it, and some you have to coach. But I, he's missing what I would think would be the number one option in trying. You start with a pinky, like you, you when you're talking about it, you're trying to go. Yeah, you know, every every one of us has tried to stick it in, just just jamming in our ass when we're drunk, and she screams and she yells and she pulls it out and yells at you. I call that the but sneak I mean, attack. Yeah, everybody's yeah. tried that, and that doesn't work very often. <laughs> and so I would think whenever you've actually discussed it with a broad, it's like, I, like my first approach to it is just trying to get work some finger work in her anus first. Get, that, get her kind of used to having something up there. And that may take more than just one night. Obviously, sometimes you, you play with it over the course of a few weeks until she's ready to fucking let you get in there. But I think he's told first of all, he sounded higher than those fucking people that were high over at the Olympics. So you're, wait, you're saying finger in the butt first, and then eventually it, 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 you go to the pole vault? Yeah. Well, <laughs> mine's no pole vault. Mine's more like a, a pencil. <laughs> you know what's funny, and I find this kind of disconcerting. I wonder what it... But they're actually, the, the, the hidden comment, that the thinly veiled comment they're saying about me. I've had more than one girlfriend say, you're the only guy... I would ever let fuck me in the ass, which, which at first I was like, wow, this is a compliment on this. You're making me feel right. good here. But then after I was thinking, it's probably because I'm the smallest guy you've ever had. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's a glass half full or half empty. It's however you want to look at it. Make yourself feel good. Make it sound like she, you know, she, she likes you so much. She wanted you're the only one she ever wanted up there. Well, that's what I try to tell myself. But you know, dude, I, I'm not. I'm sure I'm the only one that's like, okay, wow, this isn't tearing my colon apart. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, and that's one of the advantages of having a a a dick with with not much girth to it. Is you can <laughs> you can you can you, women are going to be more prone to accepting anal play. Than they would be otherwise. I mean, if you pull out a monster cock or you're on like, you know, Ron Jeremy or something, well, yeah, she's probably, she has never, she's not into that type of thing. You're going to have a hard time coaxing her and getting her relaxed enough to do it. You know, I'm not a big anal anal sex fan, actually. I mean, I like buttholes, but I'm not like a, you know, that's my thing. I got to have anal sex with every girl. Of course, every now and then it's nice. But right. I'm not. It's not. I'm not like fixated on. It. A lot of guys are like that's their thing. It's like they 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 need to do that. I don't know, like well, Wackerly over it, there. <laughs> it's, it's only the thing because it's so ta- it's so taboo, it's so off limits. It's that's why it's so. Uh, that's why everybody. And to me, I'm the same way as you. I can take it or leave it. Yeah, do I like it or? Yeah. But there's, I'm selective when I fuck a chick in the ass. Like 
because I, I fuck a lot of chicks. I barely want to fuck them in the pussy. They're so fucking disgusting. Like, they're not the pillars of the community. In other words, I'm not bringing these broads out of Bloomfield Hills. I'm bringing them out of fucking Orchard Hills Trailer Park. I mean, they're not broads that I, you know, some of them I don't even want to eat their pussy because, I mean, they're so fucking disgusting. But uh, I'm selective. If I'm going to go on a broad's ass, I, I have to have at least an image or a false image, maybe, but an image that they're clean as a whistle in there and that they don't, you know, they're not some just basic trailer or so. I mean, I don't do it very often. I mean, it's it's got to be the right broad. There, there's certain there there are certain dangers that are involved with anal sex that you have to be prepared for. You know, it's inevitable. Oh, well, it's like going to war. I mean, you you have to know that you may not come back the same person. I mean, I, I don't know. If you've heard the story, but I had a buddy who was banging this. Uh, she's she's a cougar. That's all, which is a term I fucking hate. These fucking all. And, at my age, you're not a. You're in your sixties. You're not a fucking cougar. You're fucking near death. But anyway, slag. he's banging this broad who was in her sixties, and she's very sexual. I mean, she's she, she's not dried up like an old comedian yet, and she liked it in the ass. And so he fucked her in the ass, and it was dark. They had all the lights off and everything was in a hotel room. And all of a sudden, she farted, and he thought she just farted because obviously there's some air pockets in an ass, just like there are in a pussy, and you get the pussy farts or the ass farts. <laughs> And so all of a sudden it started stinking, so he just thought it was the fart that she let go. Well, it kept stinking and getting worse. And all of a sudden he got up and went in the bathroom and turned on the lights and looked in the mirror, and he was like a Hershey's chocolate bar. <laughs> he was literally covered from his knees to his, like his, his nipples in, in shit. She shit. Uh, she went un- involuntary scat on his wiener. Uh. Needless to say, it ruined the moment. Yeah, I was about to say, how do you recover from that? Like, do you, you cuddle? Know. Do you cuddle after that, after the shower, changing Not the me. sheets? <laughs> Not me. Fuck that. I'm in the shower, and I'm out the fucking... I'm, I'm changing my phone number. I'm moving so she doesn't know where I live. Yeah, I, I know the danger that that's always a possibility when you go in a chick's ass that, that there could be an accident. And it's but very true. there is an accident... Uh, I don't have the capacity to deal with it. I kind of hope uh, P-Town is the, uh, ma- the, the the protagonist of your story that you just told. Our, our buddy P-Town, well, the Bachelor Boy. I could maybe line him up with her. This blog will fuck everybody. I mean, she's she loves sex and she loves younger guys. So Did yeah, you I make it to her? Get her on a plane and I could get, there, get her out there by Friday night. And apparently she eats a nice you know dose of fiber. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Speaking of fiber, here's our last call. We, we got to get out of here. Run out of time. Going a little long with this podcast. Um, it's episode 341. It's a special episode. The bachelor party episode. So this guy called in, and he was talking about a colonoscopy that he just had. Steele, have you ever had one of those? Because you're, like, of I the age right now. I have pleasure, yeah. I haven't even had a prostate exam yet, which I'm very... I feel a little rejected because I, I turned 40. I had my 40-year-old physical with the blood work and all that shit. And my doctor, I didn't want I didn't know how to approach the subject. I didn't want him to think I was too excited and I wanted it. So I didn't I want him to think bend, that I... I would just bend know. right over the bench. <laughs> your ass hanging, I would just bend right over the bench with your ass hanging out. Well, I, do you think that's too forward? I mean, no, I want it done because... That's how you get up to happen. What's that? That's how you make it happen. That's, so, that's, that's how, how you I get the hit. Even though I'm in there for... Bruised elbow or something, I just pull my pants down and bend over and expect that he's going to get the signal? While while you're waiting in the room, just so the first thing that he sees when the, he comes in the little room and opens the door, then he'll he'll know that's what you need. Well, because I you know, I think I'm peeing. My slow's a little peeing, or my pee's a little slower, I mean, so 
I think it's, I'm 40, and they say once you're 40, you should get your tape checked every fucking year, and this fucking bastard looked at me and didn't even fucking, I, I felt like, I felt like I was somebody out on a date, and he didn't give me a kiss at the door. I felt very rejected. You gotta be forward. <laughs> Or you got to take your advice. I take your advice, but if I get arrested, I'm I'm gonna blame you. Call call me and I'll send bail. Either that, Steeler, you need like a proctologist who's who's got a last name of like Liberace or something. Oh well, or Mercury. If you're if you're if the if the prostate or if your proctologist's last name is Mercury, you're in. That's good. You're all right. Yeah, but then I also walk away from a basic prostate exam with a case of AIDS. If it's Mercury or Liberace, (laughs) holy shit. If he's, right. if he's checking your prostate and you hear him cracking his knuckles at the same time, that's a problem. Yeah, well, yeah. Or if you get the, the old joke is if you hit both hands on the shoulders, you got an, you got an issue. All right. Well, I don't know if that's what happened to this guy, but uh, here, let's let's play the, the the next call. Hello, sick and wrong. Hello, Dan Lance. This is Saint James calling in. Last week. Uh, Jenny Fishnets called, and I got to talk to you guys while underneath her bare ass, which was absolutely a pleasure. Absolutely, it was, as Dale would say. And uh, <laughs> I think this guy's a fan of From the Bill. He called in last week. Go. He called in last week under. Well, she, actually, his uh, his his wife or whatever, this dominatrix. She called in last week while she was smothering this guy's face underneath her ass. And he was like, you know, hey, do you land? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you could barely oh, understand. Oh, he sounded him. like he was talking to you underwater? Well, it was like, obviously, he was under, like, two, like, you know, fleshy butt cheeks. Right. It's hot. All right. Yeah. And I'm calling now from my favorite watering hole, the stained glass pub. And I'm calling about a shit story. Uh, you guys encourage them, whether you like them or not. And uh, I had a colonoscopy Monday. So that's the, the genesis of this fecal matter that I'm about to talk to you about. And here's what happened. Uh, They give you this stuff called Go Lightly. And it's a gallon of basically cold sweat that you have to drink the night before your colonoscopy. And it makes you shit, shit, and shit until there's no shit left in your colon. And all that's coming out is water. It just sprays out. I think we need to get some Go Lightly for this weekend. That's what you need right there. Because that will... I know people have had colonoscopies, and this guy isn't mistaken. It fucking makes you shit your guts out for like six hours. I don't know why they call it go lightly. It should be called like mudslide or something. No shit. You know? The high velocity, I have no idea why the velocity is so high, but it sprays out with a lot of intense pressure. And I uh, did that most of the night, and the, the procedures early in the morning, get up at the butt crack of dawn, roll my ass over to the hospital where they're going to do the colonoscopy. And then it happens. I, uh, they send me there waiting. You know, they have you put on a gown. You're wearing nothing but your gown, your ass out. They're going to be probing it. You know, you're doing, doing it while you're sleeping, day rape style. But that's how it goes when you get a colonoscopy. And uh, that was my first one. Didn't know exactly what to expect. Okay, well, okay, colonoscopy. What do they shove up your ass? Like a camera? Yeah, it's a camera on a tube. Like a, isn't it like on a hole glance? You should know. I would say I think it's a fiber optic uh, camera. <laughs> how okay? How big is it? I'm just wondering. Is it just a little, small little cable you just shove up your butt like a twi- like a size of a Twizzler, like the girth of a Twizzler? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's not too bad then. I mean, I yeah, wouldn't... It's not like the old days. They used to shove a camcorder up your ass. <laughs> that's what that's what I was thinking when he's talking about that. I thought this was like a PVC tube or something. I'm like, you know, that's that sounds terrible. I've also heard you can get heavy sedation, which is the way that I would go. 
So you're yeah, out the whole time. Basically like a roofie. I figure if I'm going to have a colonoscopy, I want to be awake to enjoy it. I want to experience <laughs> it so I can tell everybody else about it. Well, if, they, can um, video, they can videotape it and you can watch it later. But Wacker... If if they uh, if they get, if they sedated you and you're out of it and you wake up it's just like it's basically yeah it's like basically being roofy like you wake up your ass hurts you go home do the walk of shame then take a rape shower right but you see if you're sedated you're not exactly sure what all was up there like they could have said oh well, we got them on there let's stick a couple cucumbers up there let's stick a bar a coke bar you know they they could be having fun at your expense and you're asleep during all that if they're gonna do that I would just want to be awake to enjoy it. Well, exa- I agree with Steele here. I mean, next thing you know, you're shitting on a wristwatch. Right. And that's wrong. If you weren't, <laughs> if, if, if somebody did that, well, you were unconscious. But, I, you know, if you're awake and aware and they do it, then, you know. Wackerly's got that attitude of just do whatever you want with my ass. Wake me up in three hours and don't tell right. me. <laughs> well, let's see you what you make it, a great pedophile victim. I'm laying on the bed. They start administering the anti-anxiety medicine. She goes, I'm going to give you a little liquid courage. She shoots them into my IV. And I'm feeling pretty good. She goes, in a second here, I'm going to put you to sleep. And someone else lifts up my gown and they're fiddling a little with my, my butt region. My, my butt lips of steel, would say. And the next thing I know, fucking spray shoots out. It was the second time that morning I went, and it was just like going in the night. It was a spray... You know, I can only guess it was clear uh, because that's what it had been in the toilet before. But it still had the brownish hue. Yeah. You know, it's tinted. Like, it's absolutely see-through. It kind of looked like beef broth. Uh, that sprayed, I heard, a, oh, no, and, you know, some other bullshit. And then as I was hearing all that, the nurse anesthesiologist put me down. So that's the last thing I knew is I sprayed all over one of the attending. So this guy actually did get put down then. Sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like he got. Yeah, he sounds like they were sedating him at the time. He he blew out the uh, clearish liquid. It sounds like he sprayed the nurse down, though. But uh, in the, do you think she got it hit in the face, or how do you think she was positioned when it happened? Well, okay, I'm envisioning the guys on his his knees or something. Don't you think? I don't think he's just laying on his stomach, ass up in the right. air. I think he's like on his hands and knees. So she must have been right. hit straight face, you know. He's on the table. Probably went right in her face. I'm hoping. I mean, if you're going to spray, if, you, if something like that's going to happen in one of these procedures, I'm only hoping that somebody gets a facial. <laughs> well, let, let's, uh, let's hear what happened here. Nurses are attending physicians at my colonoscopy right before the procedure, right before they were, as, basically as they were putting me under with the stuff they gave me after the anti-anxiety, uh, whatever it is. I don't even know what they gave me. Didn't remember a thing other than that going on and then passing out. Woke up later. Apparently, I had talked to the doctor. They said everything was fine. I actually asked them, was everything okay? I remember being a little weird right before I went under. I said, don't worry about it. Don't. They, they wouldn't. No specifics. They gave me no specifics, and I didn't inquire about too many. I was a little embarrassed. But that's my shit story. I basically sprayed some sort of solution out of my ass on someone directly before my colonoscopy. I don't know how wrong it is. It's definitely sick. But there's a sick and wrong shit story for you guys. Um, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Keep the, the fucking awesome podcast alive. You guys rule. Go blue. Wow, I like that guy. He even said go blue. Well, he's a, you're a Michigan uh, alum, aren't you? 
Michigan dude there. So we, I, yeah. I'm of the opinion that if it comes out of your ass, it's shit. That's really profound, Lance. I have to agree. I, I can't argue with your take on the matter. Yeah, didn't Walt Whitman say the same thing? <laughs> it comes out of your ass, it's shit. Actually, you know, yeah, I think I, that's what he's known for. After hearing this, I kind of now I'm kind of siding with Wackerly. I'd want to be sedated too, so I could wake up and be like, I have no idea what happened during all that. I'm not accountable for any of my actions. I'm sorry for hosing you down with feces. You're a beautiful woman, but it's well, not my know, fault. She didn't say she was beautiful. How do you know how beautiful she is? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, okay, you know, I remember one time when I, I, I in high school, I had jaw surgery. And I was uh-huh. in like I was in like uh, the intense care or whatever unit, and you you probably remember this chick. Her name was Stacy Dewicki. Do you remember her? Yeah, oh, well, of course. Yeah. She was in your grade. She, she was, was actually she was an attractive girl. That girl, and so she was a nurse, and she was the nurse in the intensive care unit. She actually had to take my dick and put it into a urinal because I was too fucked up to go to the bathroom. And every time I would get a full on boner, like a full on boner. Oh yeah, well, you're, you're at, you know, when you're at that age in high school or whatever, you're getting a boner. You know, you, people don't even have to touch it for a boner to pop up. And it was embarrassing because you know it's like it's hard to pee when you got a boner. You know, it's not like you're peeing. It's like pee's going everywhere. She's trying boner. to stick it in there, and so I was embarrassed about it. But because I was sedated so heavily. You know, I never actually even, you know, after I was out of intensive care, I never even acknowledged it. It was just something that happened between us. Right. <laughs> a she beautiful thing. She went home every day talking about how she had to take your dick out and you get pissed on her. But you totally <laughs> put it out of your mind. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I think if I was going in for a col- colonoscopy, I'd just want to be under. And so if whatever happens, happens. Not my I, fault. I, I, I disagree. I, I want to be, I want to be alert. And I want, if I'm going to be violated back then, I want to know who's doing the violating. So, okay, when you're spraying butt sauce all over a nurse, you want to be, like, completely aware, just yelling, like, yeehaw, like, into it? Well, I wouldn't be yelling yeehaw, but I would probably <laughs> try to break the, you know, obviously it's a very intimate setting when somebody, when you're spraying ask you on somebody that you barely you just met, it's very intimate. I mean, that's, and in a different setting outside the operating room or whatever, might even be considered somewhat romantic. Um, it's certainly <laughs> stuff that I used to see on statmania.com all the time. So wait, um, but, would, you, would you try to get her digits or something? Well, it depends. on. You said she's a very good-looking woman. I don't know. He didn't say that. Obviously, she wasn't as good-looking when she was covered in his shit as she might have been beforehand. <laughs> but um, I would... I, 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 no, because I'm not very far... You know, I, I, I very rarely ask for any digits anyway, even a normal, quote, unknown, quote, you know, normal setting, but uh, I would probably try to break the, like, if I shit on somebody's face accidentally in the course of doing a pre-colonoscopy setup or whatever, I would probably try to break the ice with, with, uh, ain't that the shit? So so some cheesy, overused expression to try to just ease the moment and just lighten the mood a little bit, because let's face it. A lot of stress going on in that environment when somebody's poking and prodding at your asshole. <laughs> Ain't that the shit? So wait, uh, r- real quick before we move on, uh, Steele, please define butt lips. What what are butt lips? Is that the asshole? Well, it's the inner part of the butt. Like you have the butt cheeks, which are your the f- real fleshy 
muscular fatty tissue that obviously separates your, you know, each side of your ass crack. But the butt lips are just like, you know, pussy lips. It's it's where the actual, at least, and I don't know if this is scientific or technical or the actual medical uh, definition of it, but in my mind, your butt lips would be like a uh, girl's pussy lips. It's where the, you know, the inside of the butt cheeks, you pull those apart, and the lip is actually, like, inside the butt cheeks down near where, you know, right where the opening of the butthole is. Like, that very... <laughs> It's a very star kissy balloon knot that area. That's that's where the actual lips are. I actually think it is scientific. So thanks, thanks oh, for. I would think so. <laughs> I saw it in the New England, the New England Journal of Medicine. I'm yes. pretty sure I saw it in that one place. I think I saw it in the See, DSM-4. Everett Coop was the one who coined that. <laughs> what that? Doctor C. Everett Coop, I think, was the first one to use the term. First ever to discover <laughs> the, uh, the the male butt lips. Yes. Surgeon General, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that was before you started telling people not to smoke. <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, people, you can call the Sickerong Hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. James, I hope the colonoscopy uh, turns out well for you. You know, um, so you, at least then you won't have to have another. Well, that was nice of you, Dean, to wish him that it, you hope it turns out well. Of course you don't hope he gets colon cancer. <laughs> oh, I'm just giving him a blessing here. It's not like they're going to find a Krugerrand up there. <laughs> cell phone. Or was he in South Africa? <laughs> or a cell phone. I was just at a bachelor party, and uh, I was wondering what was giving me that trouble. People, um, Wackerly, I don't know if you've been checking the Sick and Wrong forum lately, but I just want to say a big thank you to uh, Reich. Uh, for uh, putting the cream pie man tribute thread in uh, my little section there on the uh, on the forum, I you know I went on there the other day and I was like, oh okay, you know Reich knows me better than my own brother. I am such a cream pie man. Oh, and, I uh, love the cream pie videos. Yeah, that's about <laughs> all I watch these days. Wait, okay, so Steel, you know it's interesting. Do you prefer cream pie over just like a girl getting a load blown in her face? Well, I prefer. I think I do. Obviously, you know, I won't go into my whole thing on internet porn. It bores the shit out of me. But being that it's so accessible, you wind up watching it more than you want to anyway. But I think in this day and age, yeah, I prefer the cream pie, and I like the quote unquote the accidental cream pie videos where some of them are staged, where you know that you know it's it's part She's of the forcing script it out. where they're supposed to act surprised, like they got. That somebody came in their pussy, but I like the ones that like some of the casting call ones, which again I think they're probably scripted most likely. But where they pull it off a little more realistically, like the girl is actually surprised and you weren't supposed to come in her pussy because she's not on the pill, and then she's all like flabbergasted by it. First thing I like, I watch a lot of those accidental cream pie quote unquote cream pie videos. So I like those a lot, but I think it's yeah, I think it's just because it's you know it's, it's it was a last fashion when I was growing up. All the porns were loads to the face, loads to the tits. They never shot it in the pussy back then. So I think it's kind of more or less it's 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 the new kid on the block type of thing. So that's you're why you know, I it. do okay, find it more it. interesting than the other loads. So wait, if you're bored by internet porn, then what kind of porn do you jerk off to? Well, I, I don't jerk off. I've never really jerked off to porn much. I usually jerk off, like porn I watch uh, to get me kind of horny. Like if I want to get horny and jerk off. But like, it'll get me in, like, in that you know, mode, so to speak. But then when I actually go to the jerk-off session, I'm usually picturing, like, I usually meet a girl that I actually 
have been in the presence of, like a real, like a person that I know, like a, a, a girl, like a bartender that works at a bar, or some girl that even, maybe even my, God, my that friend's is so wife creepy. or his girlfriend, you know, I actually, some girl that I actually kind of had contact with, so to speak. Speaking of which, by the way, I jerked off to your sister when she was in town for Kessler's funeral. Wow, that is even worse than creepy. <laughs> that's actually pretty, I'm, it's, she's not even my sister and that's rather disgusting. It is so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd throw it in there because I know I know how much you would appreciate that. My irritable bowel sister. Okay, wait, but before we move on, Steele, how many times have you ever jerked off just looking at yourself in the mirror? Uh, I, I well, I do only when I because I do a lot of jerking off into the, like my bathroom sink. That's why I, do, I usually stand up when I jerk off these days. I stand up, <laughs> jerk off in the sink, and rinse it down. And it's unfortunately for me, there's a. a a mirror there, but I don't try to look at because I, I disgust myself. I, I, I don't like even looking at my face, especially when I'm jerking off because I get that jerk off face going, and I, then I start laughing and it, it ruins the mood. My my color goes down, so I try to avoid eye contact with myself in the mirror. So, uh, but that's the if I, I actually you bring up a good point, I should maybe consider getting moving the mirror over in the bathroom so it's not right in front of the sink. Because that's where I jerk off. I jerk off in the sink and then I rinse it down. It's quick, easy. I'm out the door. Or maybe just jerk off in the you toilet. Your sister had entered the ball syndrome. Believe me, I, next time I jerk off to her, I'm not going to jerk off to her. I jerk off to her in the ass. <laughs> you know what? The the same way that Steel can't eat after like you know seeing a guy in flip flops or a retarded person, hearing about Steel's masturbation techniques, I've lost my appetite probably for the next six hours. <laughs> Believe me, it makes me lose my own appetite as well. It's, it's, a, it's a despicable thing that I do to myself. It's unspeakable. I'm, I'm sometimes fondling and jiggling around in my undercarriage. I got one thumb up my ass. It's just, it's disgusting. <laughs> well, people, uh, if you want to go, if you like cream pies, go to the Sticker Wrong Forum. StickerWrongPodcast.com, click on Forum. Also, I want to thank everybody out there for subscribing to the show on iTunes. That's the best way to support us. It's cheap, it's free, it's easy. Just go do a search for Sick and Wrong, click subscribe, give us a comment. We appreciate it. I mean, Wackerly... Go, I mean, Wackley, how often do you check the iTunes to see where we're rated? Oh, almost every hour. See? You, you make Wackley's day. Hour. You either make or break Wackley's day, depending on if, you're, if you subscribe to the show on iTunes. So, so come on. Make, make the guy happy. There's not much else going for him. Um, also, uh, T-shirts. If you, want, if you want a Quado T, if you've got to have a sick and wrong Quado T, we do have a few sizes left. Just make sure you email me via Facebook or sickandwrongpodcast.com. Confirm whether or not we have your size, and then you can order one. But we do have the new T-shirts coming in about two weeks. So in about two weeks, brand new Sick and Wrong T-shirts. But right now, you get a quad OT at sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. And I'm going to dedicate this one to P-Town and pretty much to all the bachelors because this is, this, this is why brides-to-be shouldn't worry about bachelor parties. This is why brides-to-be shouldn't be so concerned about the bachelor party that they force them to have this dual engagement or, you know, the, the dual bachelorette bachelor party because she doesn't trust them. Because of this, I'm going to dedicate the song Too Drunk to Fuck to P-Town because most bachelors, most bachelors, at the, by, the, by the point where they could get laid, are so fucking intoxicated, there's no way they could get it up. You know, don't, don't you agree? Well, yeah, I was at one place, I don't know if you know Kirky Wallery, but we were at his place, he passed out before we even got to the nudie bar. Passed out in the parking lot, he missed his whole bachelor party. <laughs> Which, I th- you know, I would, I would say that's probably much more common than you think, how often that happens, because well, dudes are like 
fucking all my friends are here and then shot shot beer beer and little do you know like eventually especially if they're like in their late 20s and aren't used to drinking that much and either alcohol poisoning or they're just wasted and passed out right but that's when yeah. the fun begins though well the rest of us had a great time he doesn't remember a goddamn thing but uh that's his problem not ours Exactly. So, so I'm going to dedicate this song to P-Town and uh, dedicate it to uh, all the other bachelors out there. Too Drunk to Fuck is going to be the uh, second wrong song of the week. Steel, thanks for being on the show, dude. Uh, it's, no problem. It's been, enjoyable talking to you two dickheads anytime. It's been good catching up with you. Um, your, your check will be in the mail in about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting for it. So uh, do, do you have any websites or anything like that that we can hype? You still got the uh, Eleanor Roosevelt's Vagina.com? Uh, yeah, I still have Eleanor Roosevelt for China.com. I also have Nancy Grace has a penis.com. Nice. Uh, however, I just own those domain names. There's absolutely nothing on the websites. So don't waste your time going there. You can still get our shows, of course, at fromtheville.com or our lips and feed directly. Uh, and then I'm on the flag book or whatever that fucking social networking thing is. Are you on the Twitters? Uh, I'm not. I've never been on Twitter. I, I, I'm so... I, 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 I'm not good at multitasking, and I, I, I was very opposed to coming to Facebook from MySpace to begin with. But I came to Facebook. I can't concentrate on more than one social networking site at a time. I just, I just too retarded. <laughs> well, maybe one day. Find me. I think it's Facebook.com slash. I think it's Dirty Honky. I think is my whatever the fucking <laughs> specific name of the thing is. <laughs> All right, Steele. Well, thanks for being we can, on the we show. Can link to his Facebook page on the uh, on the site this week. That's a good idea. We'll throw the link up there. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, yeah, it was good talking to you. People, we'll be back next week with uh, episode three forty two, hopefully with some good uh, bachelor party stories. Until then, take it sleazy.
code name Diddle. That's a fucking lie, my god. I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons online and I fucking suck at life. Try fast. Take chances. Bitch!